You're listening to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class. This podcast and is the exceptional life strategist for those men who know there's a lot more to life than just that daily grind. This episode is still part of the new season, Myth of Riches. However, I wanted to add a supplement in. We keep talking about riches and wealth, and there's one thing that's not money-related that will have a major impact in your wealth journey. And so I wanted to make sure that we covered that because it's too often lost. So make sure to stay tuned. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back. This episode, like I stated before, is really aimed at helping you on your journey. And and so the thing that we're going to talk about is something that you'll fall into one of two camps. You'll fall into the camp of, I've heard this before, and I'm going to tune this out. And the other one is going to be you, you hear this and go, there's something to learn. Now, that I, I share this with you because that that speaks to a deeper level. If you're the type of person that you hear, you know, certain buzzwords or certain things and you automatically tune out, you're missing, you know, it's like the theory of if you read the book, if you read any book once, you'll get all the nuggets that you ever need versus every time that you read the book you get uh, more different things from the book, right? It's the same book, but your interpretation of it, the thing that you get from that book changes over time. And that speaks to whether or not you're going to be a constant learner or whether it's, I know everything there is to know about that. And, you know, there's almost like a humbling piece that comes along with it. So, you know, with that, I want to I want to jump right in. The, the topic that we have today is self-care. And like I said before, right, you're going to you're going to hear self-care and, and it'll be one of two camps. Oh, self-care. I already do self-care. I'm good there. Check on the checkbox and, and no more done. If you're doing that, I challenge that there's opportunity. There's things that you can do because there's things that we can all do in order to improve that avenue. Now, self-care, we're going to dive a lot into that today. But self-care is something that supplements the rest of your life, right? So so often people on their wealth journey, they're like, oh, I got to get money. I'm going to get scrappy with my expenses. I'm going to go and, you know, find different ways of cash flow and make more money. And I'm just going to hustle and grind, hustle and grind, hustle and grind. And the self-care gets put on the back burner. You know, it's something that you can be aware of. You can, you know, know that those things that you need to go do, but they take a back burner, and that's a short-term game because you can put that stuff on the back burner, but it's only going to be only a matter of time before you get stuck. And I say get stuck because there's going to be something that comes along that will knock you off your feet. There's going to be some sickness. There's going to be uh, migraines. There's going to be some type of a setback. And it's going to be your body telling you, hey, you haven't taken care of me while you're trying to go and do all this stuff. Now I'm going to make it your priority, right? You can either do things out of being proactive or you can be out of reactionary. And that's the biggest thing. 
And so that's why I wanted to dive deep into this because, you know, Chad and I had talked so much about money and, and different ways that whether it's getting scrappy with expenses, you know, different cash flows, investments, you know, it, a lot of times it gets people really animated. It gets people motivated to say, yeah, 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 let's go do this. Let's go do this. But the thing that we don't often tie together is how important it is to get your health dialed in, have the self-care dialed in. And that's something that frankly, you know, I'll, I'll even share that this past week, we had a busy week of firing on all cylinders, getting a lot of stuff done. And all of a sudden on Friday, I came down with a massive migraine. I haven't had a migraine like that for probably three to four years and knocked me off my feet. Usually I can, I can knock out a migraine uh, within about two, two hours because I can take, I can take some medicine. I do some meditation, do some sound therapy um, and, and kind of, you know, work through it. But, but this time it was like four hours. It, it, it cleaned me out for about half a day. And I share that story because, you know, in, in the time I'm like, you know, what the heck's going on? And then all of a sudden it was like, first and foremost, the, the same thing that I just told you around your self-care, right? If you don't put that first and foremost, it will come back and force you to think about it. Now, luckily it was only four hours lost, but there's a bigger lesson to be learned there because you can extrapolate that out and say, let's say that I just kept going and and maybe it was a migraine and, and I didn't course correct and I didn't do anything different. I took care of myself in that four hours to get over it, but then didn't didn't make any um, changes in my life. Long term, I would have more than just four hours lost, but there's going to be other things in your life that will that will come up. So that's why this was like a perfect, perfect time. I wanted to take a timeout session and really talk about self-care because a, this happened in my own life that I wanted to share, but then B, you know, when, when we think of, and I think of times in my life and, and I know when I talk to others, they resonate with it as well is when they start going down their money journey, talking about wealth, getting more money, uh, getting that over time to stock away <clears throat> money or whether it's savings or investing or starting a business, all these things, self-care usually takes the back burner. And I'm here to tell you, you know, that's that's not the that's not the case. Um, you do it. It's it's going to come back to bite you. You can go and do that. You can say, Eric, I I know what I'm doing. Go after it and and kind of learn the lesson the hard way or take take some of the lessons from people that have gone through big life conditions. Right. There's so many people that I know that get into their 40s and 50s because they've grinded, you know, in their, in their 20s and 30s and maybe some in their 40s, depending on if they're in their 40s or 50s. And something, some major diagnosis, some major, you know, cholesterol's too high, a heart attack, um, migraines, repeated migraines, right? There's something that kind of stops them in their track. And it's something that's so big that causes them to really wake up and go, whoa, I need to, I need to do some self-care. And I don't want that for you. I want I want to take those lessons from from people in their fifties and you know forties and fifties and bring them into your twenties and thirties so that you can get ahead of the game and not have to go learn the same lesson and have that setback. Now I, I do want to I do want to make one thing clear because this was this is something that 
gets often overlooked is it's not. And I was talking to a buddy actually last week because he's he's getting ready to have a baby. He's you know, he he's firing on all cylinders. He uh, he's about ready to have a baby. He's going to get married this year. He is he has his own business like he's he's truly firing on all cylinders. And when him and I were talking and I said, hey, man, I said, I'm not trying to slow you down. I said, don't take what I'm about to say is like, you need to slow it down because I hate when people say that, oh, you're doing too much. You need to, you need to pump your brakes. I said, here are the things that I think could help you maintain your level of crushing it right now. It's simple things to go do that you can incorporate into your life. I said, but if you do this, I think you're going to be a lot happier and you can do it more sustainably because that's really the end of the game, right? We want to be peak performers. We want to go out there and, and make a difference in the world. But how do you go do so without burning burning yourself up, right? Redlining and running into some problem areas. And so that's really what I wanted to get into today is not only, you know, the things that I learned from obviously getting hit by a migraine, but also conversations that I most recently had with a lot of high performers where it's here are things that you can implement, put into your daily routine that will help keep you more sustainable so that you can keep crushing it. Don't dial back. Most people will be, you know, when you hear self-care, a lot of times people are like, oh, you need to dial back. You need to, you know, you need to take some time off. You need to go do X, Y, and Z. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure that that's, that's a key thing because so many people tell me that and it almost makes you want to go harder because I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. There's so much opportunity. There's so much stuff I want to experience in life that if I just take a take it easy and, and dial it back, then I'm not going to be able to go out there and enjoy everything. I'm not going to be able to go and get all those experiences. I'm not going to have as many conversations with people. I'm not going to be able to connect with as many people and really, you know, from the, the bottom of my heart, feel like I'm living my life as authentically as, as how I want to show up. And so if that resonates with you, then you're absolutely going to love this episode because when we get into self-care, I'll break it down into a couple different key areas. And those couple of key areas, we're going to get into some sleep. We're going to get into some vitamins. We're going to get into some hydration. Uh, those are fundamentally three things. And we can go super deep on all these different topics and more. It just, you usually get time committed <laughs> on how much you can kind of cram in. So first and foremost is sleep. There's been studies that have shown that everybody gets in this, again, it comes into self-awareness. I'm, I'm huge on self-awareness because I think it is the key that helps anybody dial in to their greatness. And sleep is one of those things that is not cookie cutter. So many times you read all these different articles where it's, um, you know, oh, you need eight hours of sleep. You'd need six hours of sleep. No, no, no. The rock can do five hours of sleep. You know, so-and-so can do four hours of sleep it's there's this there is a right amount of sleep for you now that can be based on a whole bunch of different things but an interesting study shows that when you there's a lot of efficiency to be gained when you're not tired so many people say oh well i'll sleep when i'm dead or i'm going to push through and i'm just going to over caffeinate and, I'm, and that's just going to get the job done that may be true, but again, that's a short-term game because there's going to be a certain point in time when your body just crashes and it's going to, you're going to get sick. You're just all of a sudden, you know, I, I've known people and I've done this myself where all of a sudden you'll just crash so hard 
that you'll sleep like 14 hours. You know, your body like restricts, like you like just are stuck in bed, can't get out, can't, you're feeling lethargic, you can't go do anything, you don't have the energy level, and your body basically just pulls the ripcord and says, nope, we're keeping you in bed, right? So again, to me, when that happens, when stuff like that happens, that to me is a key indicator that says this isn't sustainable. How do we get more sustainability in our life so that we can operate at peak efficiency, right? The engineer side of me comes out where I look at and say, how is it that we can operate as efficiently as possible for as long as possible? Because it's one thing to say I'm super efficient. I've got my day completely organized and I run, you know, morning till night. But if it's not sustainable, then you're going to hit a relapse. And let's say that you're, I'm going to say 95% efficient, but then you have two days where you crash. Well, most people don't factor that in and they say, oh, you know, I just had to hit the reset button. Well, that reset button comes at a cost, right? Those are 48 hours that you could have got back. For me, it was those four hours. So four hours lost versus if I did it in a more sustainable way, maybe I would have only had done, you know, two hours. I would have lost two hours over a week instead of four hours in a week. Or maybe it would be even less, right? It depends on which dial you might be deficient in. So sleep is is definitely one of those things that I've taken more seriously this year because I start to realize, and again, it didn't make sense until I was reading this study where they said, you're when you're tired, the only thing on your brain is, oh, I'm tired. Oh man, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And you hear that over and over and over again in your own brain because your own you're subconsciously saying that to yourself. Well, how can you get anything done when that's the only thing going through your brain? Oh man, I'm just tired today. Oh, I'm just wiped, right? Oh, I need to go do this, but oh, I just, I feel wiped. I'm, I'm so tired, right? Maybe I should take a nap. If you're doing that, like that's where your primary focus is. And your secondary focus is, you know, working with your expenses or making more money or finding investing opportunities or whatever that it is. It's not, you know, you're not 100% in, you're not really doing the the good work that you think that you're doing because you're, you're solely focused on the, I need sleep. And, and when you're so focused on that, it's hard to really operate at your peak efficiency. You're not having the best conversations. You're not going to communicate as properly as or as efficiently as you normally would. So it's going to you're going to have a harder time connecting with people when you are trying to talk to them. You're going to have a harder time influencing people because you're just you're operating on low battery. And so that's that's something that when I saw that, all of a sudden clicked for me where I'm like, wow, you're right. When I had days where I would be so tired that I was just like, man, I cannot wait to go to sleep tonight. That was on my brain. And that wasn't, that wasn't helping me because all day long I had the lens that I was tired and then I'd look at something else. (laughs) And when you do that, you're just, you're, it's just, it doesn't work out very well. So, so sleep. So one of the the trick studies that, that I was reading on was start with call it nine hours of sleep, more than what you probably need, because at some point you're going to sleep and you're going to, you're going to have to play catch up, right? So there may be nine hours for a couple of days, but then all of a sudden start cutting it back and cut it back to when you 
you know, you cut it back to eight and a half hours or eight hours or seven hours. There's going to be a certain point where you wake up and you still feel refreshed. You're not waking up really groggy and tired and just wishing to get back into bed. You're going to find a happy medium where you get up and you're energized because you've gotten sufficient sleep. And then when you hit that point, you can kind of tailor it down and you say, okay, here's my sweet spot. Here's a sweet spot for me. And, and again, and again, I say for you, because so often we read all these sleep studies where, you know, anybody can do a sleep study. And then it's like, oh, you know, they say the magical number is 7.5 hours of sleep. You know, that's what I need. Well, you may, you may need six, you may need eight, right? But if you force yourself into something that's not for you, that's no different, right? We, we never tell each other, hey, I'm horrible at math. You should be a math teacher or you should be an engineer. Yeah, but I just I don't like math. Well, sorry, you're going to you're going to do this because this is this is what society told you to do. Right. No one would buy into that. Right. They're like, wait a second. If I hate math, I'm not going to go do anything that's math related. I don't like to go do that. We're very clear on that. But when it gets to sleep, oftentimes we're like whatever a study shows that's the number that is going to be a hit line and sinker. It's eight hours a night. Like eight hours is peak efficiency. Maybe true for that person or for that study. But again, the more that you get into understanding of studies and, and understanding of massive data, you start realizing they had to make certain assumptions. They had to pull certain people together. Uh, those small collective doesn't have a true reflection of everybody at different age groups. That's the other thing that plays in is there's a reason why my two-year-old daughter needs to needs to have a nap in the middle of the day, right? Her body is undergoing a lot of changes, and so she needs more sleep than what Amber and I do. And so it, there's there's that piece of it too, ageism, right? At what age and and your diet and your how active you are and whether you work out or not. There's so many different factors that plays in that when you just read a study that says like seven and a half hours or eight hours is the magical number. I call BS because unless it's a unless it's a sleep study that you do, and that's the other way about it around sleep is you can go to universities and a lot of times they have these sleep studies where they'll actually monitor, you know, hook you up with monitors and have you sleep and be able to to help you diagnose and kind of figure out. They use it as a research purpose, but then you can actually benefit from it as well, where you can start seeing, okay, this is how quickly I get into REM sleep. This is how much sleep that I really need in order to, you know, to function, right? So that's another way about it. If you want to get into the university setting or see if there's, you know, your local university maybe does sleep studies and and maybe you can partner up and you can get some benefit while they can get some data for their research. So that's sleep, right? That's one of the big pillars for uh, self-care. The second pillar is vitamins. Now, again, Vitamins, when we hear vitamins, I hear this so often. Well, I just take a daily vitamin, so all my vitamins are checked. Sure, but the thing again, when you dive deeper into vitamins, just because you take vitamins doesn't mean that your body absorbs the vitamins. There's a very key difference. Certain vitamins need certain triggers in order to be absorbed, right? That's the same reason why like oil and water don't mix. You can shake it and it can mix for a second, but then it separates. And so there's certain there's certain indicators or there's certain pairings of different foods that will help to actually increase absorption. 
And again, I talk about this from an energy standpoint. If you're operating from a very catabolic energy state, your energy absorption, the absorption of all these minerals and vitamins that you take are going to be low. So you can take all the vitamins in the world, but if you're not actually absorbing them, then who the hell cares? You're just making your pee very nutrient dense. You know, there's there's nothing that you're actually absorbing there. So and and it's which ones you could be missing or which ones could you be overdoing on. And so this one, again, is where it kind of breaking down and saying, OK, here's this again requires some self-study. So none of this stuff is very easy to implement. It's I'll say it's simple. It's not easy. It's simple things. However, it takes a little bit extra time. It takes a little bit extra effort to start piecing this together for you specifically. Now, again, if this seems overwhelming, you know, don't worry. There's people that do this for a living where you can partner up and say, hey, this I I would like to get more educated in this. Help me understand this. And, you know, whether it's a nutrition coach, whether it's just a mindset coach, whether there's so many opportunities now that the more studies that exist in science, the more they realize that everything is tailored to an individual, not a global sweeping society. It's good, but then what that also requires is more help in the individual, right? The individual has to become the master of themselves instead of just waiting for a study to be shown that shows, you know, how society needs to go do X, right? Because there's no one fix, one all fix all. And so for vitamins, you know, you you can go through your basic, you know, fat soluble and water soluble, and you can dig into which ones you might be deficient in. So I don't want to get too deep into that because Again, I could have probably a whole series on vitamins where we go into which vitamins are critical, which ones do you pair, you know, what are the pairings in order to increase absorption and which ones do you need at certain points of your day? It can get pretty difficult pretty quickly. But the I'll, I'll go off of what I was telling the buddy that was um, that was going kind of firing on all cylinders last week or two weeks ago. And I said, uh, B12 is one of the big ones. B12 is is useful because it helps in cellular uh, regeneration. So your cells are constantly splitting all throughout the day. But it's it's how efficiently are those, you know, how much it takes energy in order to divide the cells. So B12, what it does is helps the cellular regeneration in your body, helps to make that more efficient, helps to give your body the energy that it needs. And when that energy is covered, now all of a sudden you feel more alert, right? That's why so many people, um, they they take uh, B12 supplements or super B complex because there's there's B6, there's B12, there's B8, there's there's a B1. There's a lot of different B vitamins and each one of them has very powerful benefits. But if again, if you're just looking for something to just move the needle, it's not caffeine because caffeine can actually burn out your adrenal system. But having high amounts of B12 in your system and and it that's one of those where again, uh, somebody will say, well, you know, I take I take my my daily vitamin. It, it could be it's best to split it out over the day. So think of think of you're on a on a journey, you know, your body's going through 24 hours. It's one thing to pop a vitamin, get it all in your body, whatever it uses in that amount of time. 
and then it has to flush the rest of it out. There's no reserves. There's no when you take B12, it holds it in the reserve pattern, you know, the reserve tank and uses it throughout the day. It kind of uses it, whatever it's got, and then it has to flush everything else out. And so that's where, again, you know, this is this is kind of a life hack, too, is you can take your vitamins and actually cut them in half and use like half doses where you're you're kind of trickling in the nutrition that'll help make your vitamins go a lot longer. But that will also help to increase the amount of absorption that you have throughout your day. So much the same way of people saying, you know, I eat one major deal or one major meal in a day versus if I eat six evenly spaced meals and kind of keep my metabolism up. It's the same type of thing, except from a nutritional standpoint. So that's an easy way to incorporate. Even if you're doing whatever vitamin you know regimen that you're currently in, if you do that one thing, that can help make the difference in keeping your body going at a lot longer. And so, you know, that that one is a big thing. And then especially in the I know we're coming out of winter, getting into spring, but same type of thing, whether it's over winter or getting into the springtime is your immune system. And so elderberry has been a very powerful uh, supplement that Amber and I take, especially when we start going hard whether it's going around on house projects, whether it was getting ready for like when Lily was being born. If we go through and we have a lot of stuff stacked on our plate, our easy go-to is to get a little bit of elderberry because elderberry, again, has the nutritional benefits to help boost your immune system in a time when you're using a lot more energy and your immune system can be compromised. Because again, when you're, when you're kind of run, 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 Sometimes you're you're relying a little bit more on adrenaline when you're when your body is focusing on the adrenaline. It takes a hit in your immune system. So when your immune system goes down because it's not you know, the um, the hormone centers, the body can only do so much. It prioritizes one or the other. So if it prioritizes adrenaline, it'll take back in your immune system. If it takes back in your immune system, now you're more susceptible to actually catching colds or, or viruses or or whatever. So having that simple thing of just taking a little bit of elderberry can within your daily routine or even weekly or monthly routine, you can actually start to change and kind of keep your immune system boosted, if you will. So that's kind of what I'll have to say around the vitamin piece of it. The last piece of it is around hydra- uh, hydration. Now, hydration is one of those things that you don't really realize the true benefit of it until you go without. And I can say that the migraine on Friday was probably linked to dehydration. Now, for those that know me, know if you ever see me out, you'll always see me with water. I am a firm believer in hydration because I used to get migraines all the time. And migraines started to wash away when I when I became hellbent on hydration, getting enough water. And so I think it was probably in the hustle and bustle and there were it, it was warmer. So I, I think there were a couple of competing factors, but I ended up getting, I think, dehydrated. And that put me into a place of where my body was saying, hey, you know, you need to stop. You need to rest. You need to. It, it came from a hydration standpoint. Again, your body's made up of, I can't remember what it is, like 70, 80% water. If you're not consistently drinking water to replenish because every time that you take a breath, you're breathing out moist air. Well, that moist air, you're like it's like a slow leak in water. 
you're slowly leaking out the water, so you need to replenish it. So if you're not replenishing it, then all of a sudden you become dehydrated, much the same as if your temperature gets outside of 98.6, you start feeling very sluggish. The same thing with dehydration. And in dehydration, it could be as simple as maybe you eat a little bit more salty foods. And now all of a sudden your body is retaining water, but you feel dehydrated. You plump up, but you're not actually, your body's not using that water as efficiently as what it should be using it. And so that I think is kind of where my root cause of, of what happened last week. But the thing that I want to share with you is, again, when you're busy, a lot of times you're on the go and you, th- and you don't prioritize water. And when you don't prioritize water, you can get dehydrated. Now, all of a sudden, it can trigger some of these other effects that's happening. And you don't really want to drink water because you're out trying to do as much as possible. And you don't want to have to stop to pee every you know 30 minutes or hour or whatever that is going to be. So that deters you from actually drinking high amounts of water in a day. But when you do drink high amounts of water, it's almost like you can handle anything because your body again, is is in its natural state of peak efficiency where you don't have to worry about you know whether or not you're dehydrated or not. You, you have full amounts of water. you know again, if you if you tie all three of them together, the sleep, the vitamins and the hydration, you're going to be be able to operate at high efficiencies for a sustainable amount of time. And that in itself will help get you consistent results because you're taking consistent action in those areas that will give you or enable you to have consistent results. And so that's the really cool thing. And that's part of how I live my life is, is what are the things that I need to do on a consistent basis to give me consistent results? Because consistency is the key to success in whatever it is. And so that's why I really wanted to focus on today's episode, which was around sort of that self-care because self-care consistently can help enable you to go achieve great and wonderful things, to not have burnout, to not have areas or points in your life where your body takes over and says, nope, nope, not doing this, not doing this. So I hope that helps you. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see where you're tuning in from. So if you're listening to this, take a screenshot, snap us on social media at Eric Yusko or at Chad Sutton. And let us know where you're where you're tuning in from. Let us know what questions you have, whether it's around self-care or the myth of riches. And we'll be sure to answer your questions on the on the next podcast. So until then, stay safe, be healthy, stay, get your sleep, vitamins, and hydration. And until next time, keep moving forward. Later, guys. Did you know that eight out of ten men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, How to Break Out of Ordinary and Live an Exceptional Life. I want to show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it? It's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets, and you can start living that life right now.